What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, D. Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? It's not a Victory Monday, but Victory Monday carried over right into Victory Tuesday. It's been a great day. How are we? When you get a victory like that, it's Victory Week. It's Victory Month. You said uh, it. Yeah, I don't know what he just said, <laughs> but he, he, said, he said something. But yeah, feeling good. Uh, Ohio State fucking made me sweat a little bit, but they ended up getting pulling one out. And fucking honestly, wild games, wild day Saturday in fucking football. So let's get into it. Yeah, awesome day. Can't wait to recap all the games. But first, let's recap some units. Fellas, who wants to start? I'll, Ray, start, start? I'll, I'll start because it's simple. I lost all five again. Um, we saw and I just talked about it. it's a real cold streak for me. I'm down like 12 units in a month uh, for college football, so it's not good. Uh, Alabama fucking hosed me. They they're frauds. Saban should fucking die. I'm just kidding, but he, <laughs> he should get seriously. He should get seriously hurt. Um, so yes, yeah, so that 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 uh dogged my teaser out. Uh, Tennessee plus 15 covered by the fucking skin of its skin of my teeth. And then uh, Kansas State money line that lost two. Uh, it was actually a good game though, good ending, but they couldn't get it done. Yeah, tough one there. Ray is reeling right now, especially in college football. Dino. Another nice week for you. Yeah, baby. Yes. We were, I believe, down 15.8 or 16 total units after the first three weeks. And we have roared back. Roared the motherfuck back. We're up over six units total on the year. Commanding lead uh, above you two chumps. I went perfect not only in college but in NFL as well. So perfect on the week. Smash Texas over 27 and a half. That hit mid third quarter. And goddamn Bijan Robinson, which we will go into later, is an absolute god. Uh, Quinn, Quinn Ewers really played his part well and had a great bounce back game after his worst showing the week prior. And then my name in Zoom this week, boys, is SDP. Yes, this is the official Sonny Dykes pod. I didn't give you much of a reason because there wasn't much of a reason to need to be given. Just bet horn frogs every week and just see those units stack. Sure. Um, I'll round it out for us. I had two plus a hundred bets, uh, a teaser. Um, I had the over in the Ohio state game. Ohio state stinks, right? Honestly, right. Big cause for concern. Dude. Did you watch the game? Uh, I watched mile, the entire game. I get that the wins, bro. Uh, all right, Northwestern had has one win in week zero in London, and they're yeah, fucking pathetic. Well. You guys can't run the ball for two hundred fifty yards down their throats. You ever pathetic. hear? Of tri- you ever hear of injury sauce? Trevion Henderson was out, and my um, banged you, up. All right. Oh, oh, we're Ohio State is a factory. You guys can't fucking run the ball down on Northwestern's throat. Pathetic. That that offensive line is so weak. Oh, the playoff. If they if they have a matchup against Georgia, that's it's gonna be brutal. Um. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> my my money line part. I mean, he's, he's a salt. He's a salty Penn State fan who supports child predators. I'm. I was. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're not gonna <laughs> put that out there. We are not gonna put that out there. Crazy. Regardless, on election night. Um, my money line parlay did hit UNC, uh, made me sweat it out a little bit. They were down a lot of that game to Virginia. Uh, Mississippi State rolled, and then uh, UCLA. So 2.5 and a 2.5 loss. No blood for me last week in college football. Um, and I am pretty miserable, like I said, 
uh, to start the year in college football. But like I said, if you were listening, you got to fade me in college football and ride me, please, in the NFL because your boy is killing in the NFL. But we'll get to that. We'll be up 21, almost 22 units if, 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 if they did that. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel good at all. Uh, <laughs> all right, fellas, let's talk about these games. Um, and then we'll kind of go into the college football playoff rankings that just got released at seven um, and see how everything turned out. We'll start number one, Tennessee at number three, Georgia, Georgia pretty much controlled this entire game, a 27 to 13 victory. And Ray, like I had mentioned, I thought the first quarter would be very telling and it was, and Georgia's front was just too much for Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when I think Georgia fumbled the ball in the first quarter, there was an early turnover, and uh, I think Tennessee got out to a three-point lead, and I was getting ready to double down. Thank <laughs> God I didn't because it went south as soon as I said that it was fucking miserable. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, all year what I was saying, like, oh, they have to keep Hooker upright, and all year they did except for this game, uh, six sacks. Their front had – Georgia's front had their way with them. Uh, and like you, I feel like you can see like Tennessee was kind of worried about it. They were everything was like getting getting the ball out quick. They really weren't taking many deep shots down the field, and uh, they, their offense just couldn't get going. Yeah, Dino, what'd you see? My bad, having uh, some slight issues with the microphone right now. No idea why, but anyway, Ray's right. We watched the game together, and honestly, after that first fumble. Uh, the offense was starting to move off the bat, and it looked promising for them, but it ended up needing to be a touchdown there. If they get a touchdown there, I feel like that offense has the confidence to kind of go toe and toe-to-toe with them, even though it ended up being kind of a dominating performance for Georgia and Stenson Bennett's 23rd win as a starter. He's 23-3 and at Georgia now. He's really starting to get his feet under him. He's turn from a system quarterback who should let his supporting cast and his defense take over to a guy who could actually make some plays. He is a sneaky good athlete and they really did just dominate on that defensive side of the ball. I know it ended up only being, you know, 14 point, uh, 14 point win, but it, it really was more than that. All right. And right. You, you mentioned uh, the, the big plays from Tennessee, just not coming. Um, top five in the country in big plays. They had zero plays of 20 yards or more until that last drive where they ended up scoring a meaningless touchdown. Um, but Georgia completely took the runaway, which they like to set up a lot of their big stuff off of. Um, and they just forced Hendon Hooker to take all that underneath stuff. And they really extended the drives for Tennessee. Tennessee was two for 14 on third down. Cannot win like that. Um, really nice game plan for Georgia and, Honestly, I don't see anybody really contesting them for the uh, for this national championship. I'd love to see Ohio State in a neutral site because obviously when they play in some elements, um, they're no good. But uh, in a neutral site in a dome, maybe C.J. Stroud will, will uh, look good against this defense. Hopefully that's the matchup. Word. Yeah. All right, fellas. Move to, move to, <laughs> we'll move to the second game. Uh, another wild game, Alabama, LSU, LSU, a 32 to 31 victory, gutsy two point call in overtime. Dino, what a fucking game this was. I mean, I think we all expected 
this game, maybe not to be this close or to LSU to even win, but these games are always played tight. And uh, and Jaden Daniels, I mean, what what can you say about him? Seriously. Honestly, this game was a barn burner, an awesome game to watch. I'm still shocked by that two-point conversion call after all the shit Brian Kelly gets. You know in the back of his head, he, you, you know that if that didn't go right, that he's going to absolutely just get destroyed by the whole nation. Not oh, yeah. only over Twitter, but obviously in press conferences, but he fucking showed he's got wavos of steel and just went out there, went for the two-point conversion. It was executed flawlessly. I honestly am shocked that they still won this game considering that they didn't end up really – I mean, they did on their first touchdown. It was a 30-yard touchdown, and they kind of had the nice long ball, big play, which we said they needed to exploit from from Alabama's defense to beat them, but they really did it primarily on the ground, and obviously with Jaden Daniels – legs i mean he, i think he went like 18 for 95 and he was just a scramble monster and he, i think he threw for two um or one touchdown but he was highly efficient through the air and with his legs as well and they uh they get they pulled it out right we we've spoken about this a lot this season for this alabama team without the weapons on the outside these receivers are just not like these receivers that they've had in the last four or five years i felt like that was a huge thing for them this game i felt like they weren't really getting much separation it was a lot of stuff to gibbs um but bryce young really couldn't find any of these guys on the outside yeah i think that's really what i mean that's probably one of the two main reasons for alabama's downfall this year their receivers just weren't getting it done they didn't have they don't have dynamic playmakers on the outside. Gibbs, I love him. He, I was saying he reminds me of uh, Kamara. He's like a clone of him. But on the outside, they got nothing. And then on the other side of the ball, defense, Dean's always complaining about the, the, their big play, like letting the big plays up. But they've shown that they're, they're even though they have a sick uh, defensive front, they just can't they can't contain running quarterbacks. Those dual threat quarterbacks give them tons of fucking issues. Hooker did it earlier in the year, and then uh, Daniels just gashed them. Yeah, a guy I was super impressed with from LSU was uh, linebacker Harold Perkins. Five-star freshman, was a, a top-10 guy this year. Um, he was fucking awesome. Had a sack, had a tackle for a loss. Thought they schemed him up really, really well. Um, took away all that stuff in the middle of the field. And uh, I think in two years, he's going to be first-round, top-two-round type of guy. He's, he was really, really impressive. All right, fellas, that was a wild game. I can't wait to see how this all shakes out in the SEC. Yeah, that game uh, was insane. And also, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I thought for sure the two-point conversion was the right call, by the way. I think I don't think there was a chance that I he mean, was not going for the two-point conversion. What is it? You either, either the lion or the sheep? So, yeah. all right. All right, we'll move on to the third game, number 24, Texas at number 13, Kansas State. Texas pulled it out. Um, after dominating most of the first half, 34-27. Ray, what would you see from this one? Yeah, I mean, I, this game, I thought this game was going to be out of hand. I, it looked like almost like a no contest. They were up 31-10 to 10 at half. And then um, Kansas State started chipping away. Uh, Martinez, he, I mean, I don't feel like he wasn't completely healthy in this game. I think he's still probably dealing with that knee injury or whatever he was dealing with. But uh, on Texas' side, B. John Robinson is the truth, man. That guy's going to be a first-round pick. Um, there are a couple teams I really do like for him too, but I'll save that for next week when we start talking some draft stuff. Zeno, what'd you see here? I know you had uh you had the Texas over total total points, so nice hit there. 
Yeah, no, uh, honestly, it felt really nice to hit that one. I, that was definitely I, – I was not confident going into this week. I really wasn't. It probably showed when I was kind of stating my uh, my plays because when we went over the Texas game, I was talking, obviously, about how it was going to really be up in the air, and I wasn't sure if Quinn Ewers was going to be able to really have a nice bounce back against a, you know, a defense that has shown that it could be absolutely dominant at times after – they absolutely shut down a pretty dynamic Oklahoma State offense, uh, obviously led by uh, Spencer Sanders. But uh, honestly, it, it was just it was just Bijan Robinson's you know Heisman game or superstar game, whatever you want to call it. And I, I you know, the funny thing is, it ended up being that I, I I saw Kansas State having a chance to really put up some points and being able to because obviously Texas was getting a was giving what two and a half, three and a half? I think it was two and a half. They were, yeah. they were giving two and a half. And I was a little bit worried about that line. And after obviously the over hit to start the fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure Kansas State, like immediately the first play of the fourth quarter, they they got a touchdown to go within seven and they had a ton of momentum. I really thought Kansas State was going to win this game, but Texas ended up getting some nice top, getting some nice top time of possession and getting enough first downs on the ground to close it out. Nice. All right. We'll move to the last game. Uh, a real pooper, but honestly a necessary game for the college football rankings. Um, Clemson getting absolutely dominated by Notre Dame, uh, 35 to 14 Notre Dame threw for 85 yards and they won this game. Um, they had a block punt touchdown. They had a pick six. DJ was horrible. Um, but honestly, like I said, this was a massive game to get Clemson out of that top four and out of this playoff conversation because they would have gotten dominated by any of the other three teams that were there. Ray, thank God Clemson's gone. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to be the one to like absolutely kick their fucking brains in uh, in the playoffs, but this is this is the king's justice. This needed to happen. Fuck Dabo. Uh, they were frauds. I think anyone who's like paid attention to the season knew it. And I'm just happy that Notre Shame was able to get it done. Notre Shame. <laughs> that was honestly probably an absolutely electric game to be at. It was at Notre Dame. And I mean, we said it a few times on the pod. I believe Ray said it specifically this way that honestly, if Clemson was TCU, they'd be about not, they'd be about ninth in the country. And but because they're Clemson, they were top five. I believe they were five in the CFP going into last week and or fourth or fourth. I apologize. But they, they were exploited. They were they were they were simply just exploited uh, on both on all three facets of the game. And I, I think this is a we, we said it. We if you watch the two previous weeks. Syracuse looked like a team that was the better team out there and, and a real shot to win. And then Notre Dame beat the brakes off of Cuse in the carrier dome. So this wasn't a total surprise. I just didn't have the, the wavos to, uh, to bet it sadly, even though we all kind of were on this train. We, I don't think anyone, any of us bet it, right? No, no. I didn't touch it. We all thought this, this upset, upset would be very possible. I definitely should have sprinkled on it. Yeah. It's also pretty crazy. I mean, Notre Dame's had a really, really tough season. Um, but obviously not in a conference, but if you look at their schedule three and O against the ACC against three good ranked teams, I mean, they beat UNC when they were both ranked, they beat Syracuse, like you said, and, and then they took down Clemson. So three and O in the ACC, um, 
big stock down to the ACC. Really fucking miserable conference. Mm-hmm. I think this the moral of the story too is for Notre Dame they gotta fucking get a quarterback, dude. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be through the transfer portal or what. They don't have any uh, recruits in this twenty three class signed at quarterback, but they gotta figure something out there because that's really holding them back. Right. All right, fellas. Nice little recap. It was a good weekend. Um, some really good games, especially that Alabama LSU game. But now let's get to the college football rankings, which just came out. Um, let's see where we all met it out. Georgia's going to be at one. Um, I think everybody assumed that whoever was going to win that game, Tennessee was either going to stay at one and Georgia was going to move to one. Ohio State stays put at number two. Michigan moves up two spots to number three. TCU, a nice big jump into the top four. At number four, Tennessee moves down from one to five. Um, Right behind them is Oregon at six. They moved up two spots. LSU at seven moved up three spots. USC followed suit with one spot at number eight. Alabama moving down from six to nine. Um, And then Clemson's down six spots in that 10-hole. Ray, where do you want to start here? Um, And who do you think biggest winners and losers of what kind of all all happened this weekend? I mean, I think TCU's got to be the winner. Uh, They control their own destiny now. It's by, I mean, no, by no means is this like a sure thing. They kind of struggled a little bit against Texas Tech, and now they got to go on the road two weeks in a row uh, at Texas and at Baylor, who I know Baylor's been disappointing as hell this year, but they're still a tough team. So, I mean, they, but they're definitely the winners out of all this. They control their own destiny now. And for, I, I didn't think there was a chance they'd make the playoffs, to be honest. Right. And that Alabama loss, I, I wrote down, um, who I thought were probably winners of what happened. TCU obviously makes it cleaner for them to get in. Like you said, um, they control their own destiny. If they win out, they're in. Um, I thought it was good for Tennessee, obviously. Um, They can now be that second team in the SEC, especially if Georgia beats the brakes off of either LSU or Ole Miss. If Alabama loses to Ole Miss next week, we'll see what happens there. And then the Pac-12 teams. Um, Oregon, who obviously lost to Georgia. I don't know how the committee takes that loss first game of the season in a neutral site, but it was played in Atlanta. Um, they've looked really good. USC doesn't really have a, a win to hang their hat on, but they're at eight. Honestly, UCLA is the team that I'm looking at from the Pac-12 that could possibly make that make that run. Um, Dino, we know you're a big TCU fan, but outside of them, um, who do you think uh, – is the biggest winner from that Alabama loss you said yeah uh well from the Alabama loss or just from the week on a whole I mean just from maybe just from the week in in general it's it's hard to overlook what Georgia did uh we talked about it they they won by 14 but that was dominant performance Ohio State they also are a huge winner off of we just talked about it, Ohio State's performance, especially that O-line. Like, that O-line will absolutely get eaten alive by this Georgia team. And Dude, you, I, didn't even, you didn't even watch the fucking game. You were playing video games. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> I was watching the fucking you game. You didn't watch I, shit. I, I was watching the game. <laughs> and played, I played an A-Ram during halftime. During halftime, I got there after the half, dipshit. God, we just lost like half of our viewers when he yeah, said A-Ram. A-Ram went a little bit longer than expected. It was a nail-biter. Didn't get the dub, but it is what it is. Anyway, Ohio State, 
fucking will get dominated by Georgia. Obviously, there's a lot of football to be played and a lot of adjust, adjustments before that happens. As these teams stand right now, Georgia, I don't see anyone contesting them. I will say I will give Michigan a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Obviously, they were down 17 to 14 to fucking Rutgers at half, but they came out in the second half, made the adjust, adjustments, and came Michigan 28-point third quarter. They're definitely a team that's scary on both sides of the trenches. And I would honestly say that Michigan would have the best chance out of these four teams, even as a TCU homer to, I mean, not even four teams in the whole country to have a chance against Georgia in the chip. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. I mean, it's so fun. How many fucking scenarios you can come up with, um, Obviously, things have to play themselves out, but if we just said that George is going to roll through the SEC championship, let's say TCU also rolls through the Big 12, then it's that game between Ohio State and Michigan, which is a humongous game. Whoever doesn't get in, how does their strength of schedule and their entire season stack up against Tennessee's? if they're the other team that's kind of on their on the out. And I, I really don't think one of these Pac-12 teams gets in without TCU losing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, right, what do you think about that? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think another winner would have to be the Big Ten in this scenario. I mean, it eliminated the possibility of the three uh, SEC like options. Now there's only two. And there's just the two Big Ten options, obviously. So I think this – the. Uh, the game is going to be a real fucking deciding factor. I I don't know. I mean, the you obviously the playoff committee is still obsessed with Ohio State. They're keeping them at, at two. When a lot, I know a lot of people are skeptical of that at ranking. So if Ohio State, if they like just squeak out a win against Michigan, or even if they lose, I wouldn't be overly surprised to see them ranked ahead of Tennessee. I agree. If it's like a very competitive loss. Because I mean that Georgia that Georgia game wasn't really competitive. I mean I do I, they do have Alabama that they. I mean, they didn't beat the shit out of them, but they outdueled them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's some, that's a, definitely an intriguing factor. Um, and also, I mean, Tennessee, who do they have left? Let me see. Like they, they like they have, uh, I guess, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty mid. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe if South Carolina can put up a good fight. They who they knock off earlier in the year? They knocked someone off, right? They beat uh, Arkansas when they were ranked. That, that ugly bastard fucking leads the way, Rattler. Um. Yeah, it's tough to like rank those wins because like is Kentucky. Notre they be, be Kentucky is Notre Dame a good win for o- Ohio State? It's getting better, right? Yes. Which is like brutal because they're five te- they were top five team and we beat them. I know, but like they're not a top five team. Like let's be honest. I mean, obvious. I would, I would say Michigan, Michigan dominating Penn State was obviously a a fair bit more impressive. Right. I we're, mean, we're talking about the other, the other side of that coin and yeah. say Michigan gets a competitive loss. All right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things are going to obviously work themselves out. Be interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting to see um, what ultimately ends up happening. Um, just the last thing that I want to touch on is kind of this expansion of the playoffs. I feel like this season, maybe more than ever, I feel like there are more teams that are worthy of playing in a playoff. Um, in recent years, I felt like it was very dominant by one or two teams. 
um, that those were the really only teams that you could see getting in and winning. Um, but now with Alabama out, pro- like most likely, I mean, not even most likely, Alabama's done. Um, and Clemson, I'm also going to put out outside of crazy things happening. But since the college playoff has started, Alabama has been in the playoffs seven of eight years, and Clemson has been in the playoffs six of eight years. Nobody else has more than two. Um, so kind of crazy we won't have a playoff probably this year without those teams. Um, but, Ray, how do you feel like this is going in with, with the expansion coming in a few years? How do you feel like that will all play out and be good for college football? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you take it into the account this year, I mean, I think the as you can – clearly see the, the gap is kind of shrinking between the top four and the rest of the uh, maybe top 10. So I, right. I do think if it was in place this year, it'd be good. But at the same time, I think 12 is just a little too much, but I mean, more football. So who am I to complain? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I would, I would agree with Ray 12. Like I, I actually saw there's actually a bracket out that's making the rounds on Twitter about, because it it is what the top 12 bracket would look like right now. And it's just a ton of, games that are not going to be kind of competitive, even though I do agree that the range between the top echelon to about the top 10, even top 12, because, you know, you round out 12 with UCLA there. I would be interested to see them against a lot of these teams. It's, it's more football and that's the most important, but it's going to be a lot of very one-sided games for sure. Right. I'm sure it is. Um, But I do like the expansion. Because especially now, it's so hard. If you're not scheduled properly, um, that can really hurt you. And, like, you're kind of at the mercy of your conference sometimes. Yeah, you um, see get fucked by it all the time. Right. I was looking at it th- this year um, in terms of scheduling uh, teams that have played a top 10 matchup against each other. The road teams are 0-7. So if you don't get a home game, you're fucked against in these big matchups. Um, and teams that played top 15 matchups, uh, the road teams are one in 10 and the only win coming from Ohio state against Penn state. Um, so pretty crazy. So I feel like this will help teams that they won't be punished as much if they don't get the great scheduling that, that, that they need. Um, and like you said, right. More football. Who are we to complain? Right. Exactly. All right, fellas. going to be really interesting over the next few weeks can't wait to see where we unfold and especially as the season comes to a conclusion we're going to start getting into some draft stuff really early i'm really really excited for that can't wait to start watching some real tape uh on some of these guys we're looking forward to church but that'll wrap it up for us here on between two tackles thank you for listening hopefully you enjoyed our college football recap stay with us we got a massive recap in the nfl because jets are the best team in the nfl um as always please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022 2023 season fellas appreciate you always sunny d